0: In my last episode, I talked about people and you might think, well, so he, he touched base on everything, right? There's, he's gone through it all. Nope. Not even close. So and hopefully in this episode, I can get through some of the other learnings, not all of them, but a bunch of things that I've just absolutely loved about the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen R. Covey. So here's where I left off. I believe, um, you can't change the fruit without changing the root. You want to have lasting changes? You want to have people respect who you've become and have really good success on the outside? Then change the inside. He says, lose-win is seen as capitulation. When you have no deal as an option, though, in your mind, you can feel liberated because you have no need to manipulate people, to push your own agenda. In other words, if it looks like it's going to be a lose-lose situation, or even if it's a lose-win, I think you can. You don't have to keep pushing. You can agree to disagree and move on. You can say, no deal. We're not going to keep trying to go at this because it's just not a good fit. What a liberating feeling instead of trying to force a win on someone else and a win on yourself. Maturity, he says, is the balance between courage and consideration. It's not one or the other. It's not binary. It's a duality. Maturity is the balance between courage and consideration. Having the courage to bring up challenges in your relationships so you can get better. But being considerate enough to find the good in others. And to bring it up with compassion. To discuss issues in a very non combative way. Or in, in a way that doesn't point the finger at others. Win-win people evaluate themselves using the criteria that they themselves help to create up front. You establish the rules together. In principle negotiation, it's important to separate the person from the problem. I think getting together and saying, we're going to take care of this problem together, we're on the same team, ensures that you're not fighting against each other. You're not fighting in relationships against people. You're fighting against challenges, difficulties, and a good way. You're forming a team together to overcome those. Avoid conversations that become collective monologues. I remember growing up and seeing this happen with adults and I probably fall in this trap a number of times falling into conversations where I say what I want to say someone else says what they want to say and we never really engage it's just a monologue a collective monologue is that in your relationship are you listening deeply there was an author that I recently I listened to that talked about mining conversational mining getting in deep going in deep in the conversation and not just skimming the surface If you have confidence in the diagnosis, you'll have confidence in the prescription. Get to know what the real challenge is so that you're not just giving out uh, superficial advice. You're giving out advice that actually works because you know the diagnostic is true. You've studied, you've asked, you've learned to see what's really going on with who you're helping. Let's see. For salespeople, how about this? The amateur, amateur salesman sells products. The professional sells solutions to needs and problems. I think we're all salespeople, not in a manipulative sort of way, but we're all trying to teach, help others get what they want. So we're we're selling something, something we believe in. Do we understand that we're not selling products, but we're selling solutions to true needs and problems? Key to good judgment is understanding, but you need to first seek to understand. All right, what else we got on here? The more deeply you understand other people, the more you appreciate them. Have you ever heard that uh, that we are down on something that we're not up on? We tend to be down on people think that they're not very worthy of us when we don't understand them, when we haven't sought to learn about them. The more you appreciate, the more reverence you have for them. Let's see he talks about synergy that if you plant plant certain plants to close together, the roots commingle and improve the quality of the soil that so both the plants will grow better than if they were separated. What a great analogy for marriage. If you plant two plants close together, the roots commingle and improve the quality of the soil so that both the plants will grow better than if they were separate. Negative energy is like driving down the road with one foot on the gas and the other foot on the brake. (laughs) Is that part of our relationships? What can we do to get our foot off the brake? He talks about becoming undisturbable, almost unflappable. What would that take? What kind of an inner confidence would you need to have? Who would you need to know loves you so that you would have that? Is there a feeling you could have? Is there something that would allow you to be undisturbable, unflappable? I love this quote that he, that he attributed to Martin Luther. I have so much to do today. I'll need to spend another hour on my knees. Influence, not recognition, becomes the motive. Your economic security does not lie in your job, but lies in your own power to produce, to think, to learn, to create, to adapt. Let's stop today's episode with that. Your economic security. This is huge in relationships. It doesn't depend on your job. It lies in your power to produce, to think, to learn, to create, to adapt. And I would say together. If you can do that, to produce, to adapt, to learn together together, boy, you cannot just take care of your finances. You can take care of anything that comes your way. It's been said that if there's enough money, then maybe your problem isn't a problem after all. And I would say if there's enough faith, if there's enough working together, if there's enough thinking, if there's enough believing, then perhaps your problems can be solved. Good luck.